Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Local celebrity, uh, just a privileged guest, and, and also a good friend, Mr. Scott Brazda. Welcome to the show, Scott. Todd, good to be with you. A quick story about the Our Father? Absolutely. So my junior and senior at Turlings, I was in charge of morning announcements and doing prayers, and prayer and pledge. And uh, usually, you know, to do Hail Mary, Our Father, you know, uh, please stand for the announcements and blah, blah, blah. One morning, my senior year, I just drew a blank halfway through the Our Father. I mean, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> and I reached over to the microphone uh, switch and clicked it a few times. I went, technical difficulties. <laughs> now, the, we, in those days, we had five or six nuns around Turling, so late 70s. And Sister Ann Carolyn, God bless her soul, who was in charge of all that, um, she never fussed at me about forgetting the Our Father in front of however many hundred <laughs> students and teachers. But the next day, and from the rest of the year on, she had a book of prayers with one marked for each day. So all I would have to do is read. <laughs> so, uh, but I, you know, I, I said the Our Father uh, one because I'm so, not so good sometimes tap dancing uh, and and thinking things on my feet but also to me the our father is like the ultimate prayer it's right. it's my very favorite it's the one that a few years ago sitting in mass at holy cross where you and i both attend um i just i was in a contemplative mode and i just you know breaking down the our father line by line by line and it's just it's it's phenomenal prayer it, just, it, it sets everything in motion so i want to just i got a couple of titles here and i need to say at least uh scott is currently the broadcast uh, broadcast journalist for katc tv3 here in lafayette he was the executive director for stellar settings and also he is a teacher at ul with that being said scott talking again about the our father you know, you, we travel a lot, and you always wonder, do you hold hands during the Alpha? Do you not? My family always does, even through COVID, whatever, you know. But uh, what you think about that? Hold hands? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and but it really wasn't when, when Suzanne and I, the, the lovely Suzanne Ferreira, uh, former reporter at KTC, we were one of those office romances, and we thought no one knew we were dating, and everybody did. Um, but when we moved into uh, our neighborhood, uh, you know, Broadmoor, right near Holy Cross, uh, it was the first church I'd been in where I, I at least remember people holding hands during the Our Father. And you know, COVID made it has made has made it tough. Yeah. Uh, you know, now we we only hold hands among immediate family. Um, but uh, oh, I'm a I'm a, I'm a big believer in holding hands. I'm a big believer in hugging. Not being able to do that sign of peace stuff is hard. Too. Oh, it is. I know. I'm so proud when someone actually reaches their hand out, even still, and uh, I'm like excited. Yes, I'm in. Uh, so take us back. Um, I want to know a little bit. I know you uh, you were very close with your father and your family, but but where does your faith come from? Take me back a little bit of what your household was like and where your faith comes from. Oh, it's definitely mom and dad. You know, they were born in Mandan, North Dakota. 
Uh, Mom grew up on the upper crust part of Mandan, and Dad grew up on the bad side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yet, for some reason, uh, they got together, and they were married for 58 years. Uh, Mom's been gone for seven years. Dad's been gone for 11, I think. Um, But... um, you know, we, we grew up Catholic. We moved here. I was born in Minnesota. We moved here when I was three. Uh, so, I mean, this is, you know, this is home. Mm-hmm. We, we just, we sound like talk show hosts. We don't sound like Cajun residents or Cajun naturalists because I grew up in a house where everyone sounds like, you know, talk show hosts in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, grew up in Lafayette and then middle of my sixth grade year, we moved out to Karen Crow, northern end of Karen Crow. Um, but uh, m- mom and dad in particular, you know, uh, Coming from a decidedly Midwestern family, Todd, they didn't talk about their faith a lot. I mean, just, you know, you, you go to, uh, you know, some of my good buddies from St. Genevieve and Turlings, and you go to their houses, and their families are talking about everything. My mm-hmm. wife, a fiery, beautiful Sicilian in New Orleans, in Kenner, they talk about everything. I came from a house where you didn't discuss a whole lot, you know? Um, and so it was more by by actions i mean mom and dad were both wonderful people i miss them dearly i have conversations with them all the time and things i thought i'd never say uh you know i'd never talk to my kids that way i hear art brazda coming out of my mouth all the time (laughs) but um you know they were just very good people so they led by example with that mom always had a book of prayers uh in her in her painting room um and so uh, that was a, a big part of what she did mom was you want to talk about catholic guilt mom wore it oh mom, mom blamed herself for the world situation sometimes um i lived in that house too oh god and uh but you know we we, we when we moved here uh, automatically mom taught at turlings for seven years my brothers and sisters went to turlings and st genevieve and i went you know st genevieve turlings usl all the way through um uh became an altar boy uh we did. My brother and I, Mike, uh, who's a gunsmith uh, in Arneville, uh, uh, we did six fifteen weekday masses at St. Genevieve Church. Wow! Uh, Mike Brasda. We were yeah, <laughs> Mike Brasda, the altar yeah. boy. There's a there's another story. How many segments can we do here? Um, but um, uh, so you know that that was part of my development. You know, St. Genevieve, we still had none as a principal. Uh, you know, that was huge. The church is right there. So we were always there. Uh, so I think it was a combination of factors, at least in my, my formative years of, of, of developing my faith. Um, you know, I, I, rem- I remember like getting plastic rosaries from St. Genevieve, little bitty white plastic rosaries that interlock like almost like, uh, you know, some of these like Mardi Gras. Beans. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and you know, that, that rang true with me. I think early on, because I could read pretty well, I was always asked to read at Mass, even at St. Genevieve. Um, and uh, so, the, again, so many factors coming into um, not only you know my, my Catholic faith, but why I've I've maintained it. You know, certainly you reach some points where you get a little older and you stray a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, it took a beautiful, fiery um, mm-hmm. Sicilian Catholic who got me back in board full bore. Uh, but um, yeah, just uh, long-winded, of course. But um, mom and dad, just just being good people, and we always said grace at the dinner table. That's uh, big. You know, it, it was huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you don't see that so much. And we still no. we still say grace whether we're at any of our local restaurants uh, and you don't see a lot of people doing that anymore yeah. and that, that starts at the top with mom and dad 
Yeah, we do that as well. And uh, my daughter's in, uh, getting her master's in theology, and um, she always, I, when it's her turn, she does bless us so Lord, you know, and I'm like, I'm paying for that. You know, come on, <laughs> you give me a little more than that. And so that's kind of the rap on the Catholics, right? We don't, we don't know anything but that prayer, but that's always a good one, you know, but I agree with you. And so did you um, get married at Turlings or you, you guys got married in New Orleans? We got married actually in Kenner at Our Lady Kenner. Perpetual Help Church. All right. Uh, Suzanne's uh, church and uh, Father Miles, who is stepping down now after years and years. He was a he was a Lutheran priest who converted to Catholicism. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, and uh, it's it's quite a dynamic be, 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 again between discussing your Catholic faith in a Midwestern house where you don't talk about anything and a um, Sicilian slash Irish house where Suzanne's one of five sisters where they discuss everything. <laughs> and and I grew up, again, not talking about my faith a lot. And it, it took me quite a few years to really start to open up and become part of those conversations because I would go, well, all right, you know, you know, my belief in Jesus is, you know, that's, that's, that's personal. And they would just be and I tell you, some of our priests in the area, uh, I think about Father Kale, who, who wow. raised me from a pup at Turlings, and Father, the late Monsignor Fred Swenson, who was my daughter's godfather. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, Father Blessing, Father Mario. I mean, just all, all these really great. Father Dwaron over at St. Patrick's when I was growing up was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, Father Chester at Cathedral. I mean, there's, there's a long list of really great guys. But the way he would talk about his faith, and about Catholicism in his sermons, you'd leave Mass and you'd go, you know, this is the way it ought to be. How come after a Saints game we'll go, Todd, did you see Drew Brees? Wasn't he great? And then if we talk about the sermon, we'd go, and did you hear what? We sound like a golf announcer. And why shouldn't it be at the same tone and at right. the same level? So we should be, did you see Drew Brees? And, all right, this loaves and fishes thing. Now, come on, you know? And so it... it you learn after a while that it, it, it shouldn't be a, a, a back-of-the-room discussion yeah. uh, about your faith. So you read at Holy Cross, and it sounds like you've been doing that a very long time. Uh, do you, I'm curious, uh, done a little, some reading, you know, do you read uh, prior to, or do you wing it? Do you just kind of just... Well, there, there are more days where I wish I was reading prior to. I at least read it, uh, you know, just before Mass. Yeah. Uh, now, they, they make the readings available. God bless Diane Kinsel and, and all of the folks in the Holy Cross, uh, you know, minister's uh, office. Uh, they make it available to you. Yeah. Uh, my excuse will be sometimes real life gets in the way. And uh, so it's, there have been a couple times where I've, I've been winging it. There have been a few newscasts where I've winged it. <laughs> and uh, that's a dangerous way to live because invariably there's a word that comes up, right? Most of the time it's okay. Every couple months, I'll be sitting there and reading through, and I'll look at you know Father Mauro Romero or, or Deacon Jim or any of these guys, and go, "What's what's what's, <laughs> what's e this Ecclesi? <laughs> what?" E and and I'm glad I did. If right. not, my my advice to anyone that, and not even just reading at mass, but anyone that reads in public, say it fast and with authority. And then move on. It's like refereeing, right? You make the call and you sell it. That's, yeah. that's what I was talking or about. Or when I was doing sports full-time, uh, like doing a Russian tennis name. You say it fast <laughs> and then you move on. <laughs> that's funny. 
All right, so give us a little peek behind the door. You're a very busy guy. You got a lot going. I would imagine you hit the, the, the ground running. I don't know what time you wake up or go to bed, but but I would imagine you're putting in a lot of time. Do you find some prayer time? What does your prayer life look like today? Uh, you know, do you do you and give us a little peek behind the door on that? I'm the first one up in the morning. Um, so 6.30, 6.45, uh, my daughter is home for another couple of weeks before she goes back for a senior at LSU. So even Sophia's not getting up till about 8. And uh, right now, Nick, the charming scoundrel, is still sleeping a little <laughs> bit later, although he's only got another day or two before school starts again. Uh, so morning is my quiet time. Uh, I might put on some soft music, and I just kind of sit in the chair and start to draw the shades and just kind of look out at my street. It's a lovely street we have a big oak tree that you know kind of it, it's a really idyllic kind of setting um uh and so those are my those are my moments for thinking on the front end for praying on the front end just you know really todd really just having a conversation yeah. you know with god and then and i'll i'll come back to that point and on the back end suzanne and i um and i forget the app i, I i'm not a great detail person sometimes but she's found this app where every day uh, this guy does a different gospel oh, yeah. reading yeah uh and so we'll we'll listen to that and he'll ask questions you know what are you thinking of on this day here i'm going to read it once think of let's just let it soak in and then what do you think they meant about this uh, what were your questions about this uh so we do that every night while we're you know lying in bed uh and then yesterday actually uh so the the at the Lafayette Public Library, I picked up a copy in their Friends of the Library sale that they have around the checkout tables. Uh, they had a daily devotional copy of Jesus Calling, which mm-hmm. is one of my know. favorite little books. It was one of my, my son's favorite books when he was starting elementary school. And so just last night we started, uh, I'll read from the, uh, hopefully we'll keep it going for two days starting tonight. But you know, I'll do that reading and then we'll do the, the gospel um, reading uh, on her app. Uh, in between, it's it's you know you find your spots. You know, driving's a great time. Yes. Shut off the radio. Well, here I'm talking about a radio show. Don't but, do that. Yeah. But a- after the show. But but there are certain moments where you don't need all of those um, no doubt. stimuli. Unplug. Uh, check out the world and think about you know and, and do your pondering. My wife and I will often have these discussions about praying. You know, she comes as I've mentioned now a bunch of times. A, a a very devout Irish Sicilian family, um, and Suzanne, I think, and we all find our way. Uh, this is not a judgment kind of deal, uh, where you know her, her prayers are more in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen, dear God, blah blah blah. Um, one time she said, "Why well, are you going to pray?" And I said, "I am." She goes, "Well, I didn't hear you go in the name of the Father." So I said, <laughs> "I pray." I just kind of you know sometimes I'll just if if I have a real problem something i know i need that extra oomph from i'll just walk into my nearest catholic church and just sit down nice and i'll sit in the back i'll pop into holy cross once in a while or at cathedral or in, and i'll go god i could use your help on this one mm-hmm. uh and then you know i'll just kind of sit there and just you know I, i'm a firm believer that god knows god knows before it even comes out of my mouth but i think he wants you to have that conversation you know you and i have both done axe retreats that's right and uh, I remember one of those discussions in my retreat, which was two years ago, where we were talking about praying and stuff like that. And I said, I, I think God just wants you to come in and talk to him. 
whether you're saying something very devout or if you're even questioning something. Mm-hmm. How can, you know, the, the common question whenever something bad happens, a hurricane or a shooting or something, how can God let this happen? And I think God it wants you to have that conversation because uh, as my friend, the, the late, great Monsignor Fred Swenson told me when I, I apologized for asking him a question about something like that, he goes, Scotty, don't feel bad. He goes, God wants you to ask these questions because when you buy in, you're going to buy in even more than the blind followers. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. Scott Brazda. Uh, definitely a legend here in Acadia. Oh, yeah, in my uh, own mind. <clears throat> no, in everyone's mind. Very well known and very well respected. And, uh, I, I, you know, I read a couple of things about you. One thing, you know, loyalty goes a big way with you and um, and, and, me, and me as well. It's a big part of our company. And a question I would want to know from you, like um, you mentioned you're having conversations with Christ, and that's a big part of your prayer life. What is God telling you today? What is God telling me today? Well, on its surface is, uh, you know, let Todd talk and don't take over the show. Um, uh, you know, we're, 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 God is telling me to, uh, to make good decisions, to, you know, to continue to, to, to do the very best I can for my family. Um, you know, we're, you know, my daughter's about to go back to college in her senior year, and her boyfriend graduate and he's moved away and help her weather this storm you know if it's one of these if it's meant to be it's meant to be kind of mm-hmm. deals uh you know my son uh is about to start eighth grade and he's a middle schooler and right now you know not too many things in the world make him happy especially when it comes to school and you know help him find a, a level of peace help him churn through it you know my my uh my wife uh, luckily keeps us all going but she's had a few medical deals where she's been plowing through and you'll help her find some answers because without giving too much uh, you know she there are just some things that she's dealing with that that people don't quite know how to uh, treat it and approach it and stuff like that so uh, I think that's my biggest deal and and, and I think God is just advising me to uh, with all these moving parts to be patient yeah to listen uh, to you know we have these talks all the time in our house because you have four very outspoken people, you know, two broadcasters, uh, a, a beautiful singer and actor who's majoring in drama at LSU, and then Nick the Charming Scoundrel, who mm-hmm. knew he had to speak up if he was going to survive in that house. And so we always know where everyone, how everyone feels about a subject. But just, I think God's also saying not to be so judgmental, to as much as we can to learn to live and let live. Yeah. You know, we don't have to agree on everything, but let's let's have that discussion, uh, and don't walk in there with your preconceived notions. And you know, you may not leave the, a meeting having your mind changed any differently, but at least give other people's opinions the right to exist. Yeah, my hope and prayer for this show is that we've always been Holy Spirit led. And, you know, the Holy Spirit tells me for sure to tell you, hey, just keep doing what you're doing because, man, you're doing a great job. And I, uh, I see you in the community, and you're very well respected, and, uh, and, and everybody loves Scott Brasda. Um, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we, can I record that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, 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 we'll play that back. Uh, so here's my thing, a little underlying thing that I caught. You know, your show on TV now is Spirit of Acadiana, love it. right? I love is it. it. Holy Spirit of Acadiana. I'm kind of catching there. So. Well, the, there are some moments, Todd. So, you know, Spirit of Acadiana, people will ask me in a you know, broad stroke, what is Spirit of Acadiana? And I'll go, basic definition to me is good people doing good stuff. 
Now, Spirit of Acadiana can take on, uh, can go down a different bunch of different paths from that that core element. I mean, it can be philanthropy, it can be nonprofits doing great work, it can be um, it can be me doing the chicken dance with kindergartners at Fatima as I did back in April. Uh, it can be a St. Jude Hospital story. I mean, it, it 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 can come out of that core thing. Good people doing good stuff, which is in essence why you and I are here talking about right. Christ and our faith. I mean, that's where it really all comes from. Uh, on occasion, I will do a more religious spirit of Acadiana. Right. You know, a profile of Father Kale as he turns into his nineties and. Uh, Father Dan, who's a skydiving priest. Wow, man. You know, I mean, just, you know, so I did that one a few months ago. Um, so there are a few of them. You know, this one, we're, you know, we're going to turn this into a Spirit mm-hmm. of Acadia in a segment. And, uh, you know, Todd Citron, uh, general manager, car dealer, and yet look at his his outlet. Uh, and, and, and Cajun Catholics. I mean, so uh, there are certain stories where maybe I try to implement – well, I do. I try to implement good people doing good stuff in all of them, but there are certain stories that really yeah. tell me that this is a chance to really ramp it up um, and 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 share with everyone. I I don't hide behind my faith when I used to. I don't know about I you know I didn't want to rattle too many cages. So in my first, I was at KTC full time for sixteen years. That's my number. I and, love sixteen. Go ahead. And 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 I you know I would. Maybe I didn't wear my Catholicism on my sleeve too much. I think, you know, going to the Stuller Foundation and, and working with some wonderful people over there and, you know, Matt and Mike Dehart and those guys, I mean, very devout in their faith. And then when I, and I was still doing Spirit of Acadiana even there a couple times a week, but when I came back to KTC full-time last year, um, I decided, you know, also I'm, I'm becoming the, the older guy at the station. I'm becoming Tom Vanche, <laughs> my great buddy. I am what I am, and and it's it's nothing to hide about or hide from. It's it's actually something to to crow about and to cheer on. Absolutely. And so I don't I don't dodge it. And so I guess I am known as, and we have a couple of very devout Catholics at the station, and and we just you know you know I'm not trying to beat anybody over the head with the Bible, but I am here. It is. Yeah. And yeah. and you know whether Father Sibley you know just left Our Lady of Wisdom, and I interviewed him about something. Here's here here it is. You make your own decisions about, it, but here it is. You mentioned you were born in Minnesota. Uh, do you consider yourself a Cajun Catholic? Yeah, you know this is home. Um, I, I definitely consider myself a Cajun Catholic. I, 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 I vote I, yes. Yeah, and and I don't remember Minnesota that well. I mean, yeah. I've been through the airport a few times. I've been back once or twice. I I know North Dakota and Montana a lot more because that's where all of my relatives are from. But uh, I mean, that's I. I I'm a Cajun Catholic, and I just don't have the accent. <laughs> I don't think I do either, but uh, a lot of people tell me that I do. I think I've picked up some. And my mother was an English stickler, so she, she kind of tried to break us of that. I had an English teacher for a mother, right? Yeah, the yeah. same deal. You know, yeah. I always had the best papers. I was always a pretty good writer, but mom would make sure the I's were dotted, the T's were crossed, whether it was who or whom. Uh, so I always turned in the the, the papers that were guaranteed an A plus. Scott, tell me, like um, at work, um, again, you know, uh, kind of a secular place, you know, the media place, especially outside of South Louisiana, I guess, you know. But, but at the same time, is, is it's okay they allow you to, you know, I guess express your faith a little bit. Yeah, they you know? they do, and and you know, 
you're reporting, you have a newscast, and so you've got to, you know, you've got to relate to a bunch of different ideologies and demographics and, you know, races, creeds, genders. Um, but, no, uh, I, I will say that KTC, and, and I think, you know, I, I think KLFY and KDN the same way. I know a bunch of people over there and good broadcasters as well. Um, I, I don't know how you can be true to what you're trying to do without being open and allowing people to be themselves. I've never yeah. been told to shy away from it. Nice. Um, so, no, I've been very blessed in, in terms of, of management uh, who, who were not Catholics, but who, who also understand that also in, in – Helping us out too is uh, us Catholics is that you know we're in Catholic Central here. Oh yes. So yeah, if you want to appeal to a certain demographic, that's right. right that's right. You got to talk to the people. I know you have a love for dogs um, and uh, Labrador have, Retrievers. Yes. So tell me, uh, are there dogs in heaven? That has been a debate actually at a family <laughs> gathering in Covington, um, where one of my relatives uh, didn't think so. Well, that got me fired up enough where I did some research. I love it. And it's not a clear-cut answer. I believed, uh, not Pope Benedict, but John Paul II talked about it, and he thought there were. If, and, and boy, don't quote. Don't, one of our popes, let's make it that way, <laughs> felt that there were because, you know, if, we're all, if all creatures are made in the image of God, if they're all part of, of God's uh, divinity— then why wouldn't dogs, sure. cats, you know, your favorite goldfish end up in heaven? One of my favorite books is called Dog Heaven. I own about three copies of it. Uh, and uh, it, it's, I highly, highly recommend it, Todd, to anybody. Because if, if you like the brassers, our Labrador retrievers, you know, we've had a few Springer Spaniels and a Beagle uh, over the years, but mainly Labradors. Our Labradors are members of the Brasda family. Oh, of right? They aren't our pets. Uh, we're, our, we're, our, our uh, latest lab, Lucky, passed away a couple of years ago. We have not replaced him yet. We've been going through a two-year mourning process. I'm Although there. we're we're close, we're close. My brother's on the lookout for a for a lab for us in the Arnoville area. But um, my dog you know, Sophie passed away. You know, same thing, and I, we're heartbroken. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Lucky, thirteen and a half years old for a huge Labrador, yeah. which is a good long run for a eighty-pound lab. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, I've got to believe that when I do, well, knock on whatever, that I end up in the, going through the pearly gates that I'll be inundated by this whole pack of labs just waiting Love to that. lick me with <clears throat> tennis balls in their mouth. Yeah. I should mention Nancy Tab Markentel was on the show. Oh, she Nancy's is, great. Uh, yep. Oh my God. She sends me once a week. She sends me a text or an email about how there are dogs in heaven. Don't even doubt it. And better make sure you pass that information on just a minute left on the show what do you want your legacy to be here here in acadiana you're in the fourth quarter of your life i hate to say that you no, know i had a priest I, on i'm 55 oh, I, I won't i won't hide it. i'm like i'm 61 god that's depressing yeah uh i'm 61 i get people coming up to me saying hey my mom used to watch you when she was a little girl <laughs> and i go oh. well and i decided it it's a realization i'm still here i'm still doing okay yeah. what do i want my legacy i don't know if i if i figured out my tombstone stuff but a guy who tried to do right by others, uh, a guy who tried to follow the golden rule. You know, even every night, even though Nick is 13, uh, when, when we do get to sit and pray together real quickly at night, I always ended up with, and remember, you know, the, the golden rule, I mean, treat other people the way you wish you were treated. 
Um, and so I, I would like to think that, you know, he did his best. He, he tried to think of others more often than not uh, and um, tried to lead by a good example, was a good husband and father. I, I, I don't know. And, and, and tried, to, tried to help people. That was my favorite thing about all the jobs I've had and may have in the future is that they all kind of guide me to where I can assist help people uh you know through their lots and well lots. i say well done good and faithful servant you i know, appreciate that a front row seat so you've been listening to cajun catholics with scott brazza uh always challenge you to engage the cajun catholic in you and god bless all of our listeners and thank you for being on the show today. oh todd i'm honored especially honor. from you